Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 360 from February 13th, 1997. A Thursday night show with guests Gretchen Adams and Jim V. Adam announces tomorrow night, the 14th, kicks off National Condom Week. And in honor of that, they're having HIV AIDS speakers, uh, Gretchen and Jim, on the show. Not too dissimilar from Classic Loveline, episode 97 from February 12th, 1996, with Morgan LaFonte and Joey DiPaolo. Adam and Drew have an in-depth urine dribbling conversation up top. They read a listener email, and Adam reveals he has a leaky gasket when it comes to urinating. Episodes 360, 361, and 362 all have this condom week theme. So they're all medical professionals or speakers uh, regarding HIV, AIDS, or condom education. We're back to the official tapes, and as per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Three, four, Welcome Loveline. with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And tomorrow kicks off the beginning of National Condom Week. Yes, 14th. Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah. Is that tomorrow? That would be tomorrow. All right, then. And uh, not, tonight... Not all of us are listening. Not everyone is listening to us on the 13th. So. <clears throat> all right. Point well taken. Now shut up. Uh, tonight our guest will be Gretchen Adams and Jim... Let's see if I pronounce his uh, last name correctly. Valiket. Oh, yes. Yes. I am a linguist, Drew. What's that mean? Nothing. Okay. And uh, they both are HIV positive. They both uh, tour and uh, speak about this uh, horrible, uh, what do we call it? Is it a disease? Infection. Infection. And uh, they're basically uh, educators. They have a uh, list of qualifications a mile long. And we'll have them in here uh, after the break, and we'll get into this whole thing. Talk about uh, which condoms are better than others, uh, safe sex, and all that good stuff. All right, Drew? Yeah. You should be elated. I really am. Thank you. Thank you, Sir right. Adam, for Let, allowing me this opportunity. I don't mind talking about the AIDS myself. Okay. I think it's a very important issue. All right. Uh, first, a little uh, email. This coming from uh, Jim. How can I prevent the quarter-sized urine stain from appearing in my pants after urinating? I know that most men have this problem. Is there a cure? Exercise? Surgery? What? Is this something you're interested in? You, I absolutely. I don't. I, I don't leave a quarter size. I leave. Uh, remember the uh, Susan B. Anthony dollars? Yeah. I leave like a five bucks worth of those in my shorts after I urinate every time, no matter what I do. I mean, I could put a shop vac on the end of my penis and not drink liquids for a week. I would still leave a big uh, half dollar size uh, cylindrical shape on my uh, briefs after I pull them up. What's nice is uh, you have to look forward to an entire undie full of yellows as you grow older. Really? Yeah. My own urine? Yeah. 
hopefully. Oh, thank hopefully. God. Yeah. God for that. No, there's a, this is what happens as you get older. The prostate is not so effective at uh, containing the urine, and uh, there's various reasons for that. I mean, uh, But I've been dribbling my entire life. Well, people that dribble typically had uh, various kinds of urinary infections. No. Urethral infections. No. Yes. No. Prostate infections. Maybe. Okay. Never know. Yeah. My butt itches. Yeah. Could uh, that be something? No. No. But uh, th- that if you had a sexually transmitted disease or urethritis, you're at higher risk for these kinds of things at a younger age. The prostate gets inflamed. It doesn't still isn't right. quite as effective. What can one do about this besides uh, putting you, a, a sponge in one's shorts? a lot. It depends. No on, exercises? Kegel exercises might help. The Kegel could yeah, help? Could help. Uh, uh, making sure you completely evacuate your bladder when you urinate and wait for the dribbling to sort of cease. Yeah, but, you know, um, let me tell you something about my urine. I don't know about everyone else's urine. I have uh, evil, uh, spiteful, and sometimes playful urine. In other words, you, you can stand there for half an hour, and the moment you put your, I will literally, your pants, there it Yes, I, w- I will stand there for uh, the entire uh, Roots miniseries <laughs> over the toilet, shaking, uh, um, gyrating, doing everything I can. Nothing is coming out of there. I push real hard, and a little cloud of dust comes out of there, and then a little, little muskrat goes running out of my urethra. But the second I drop that thing back into the shorts, uh, it's like uh, Moses uh, parting the Red Sea. Yes. All right? Nothing uh, but, you can but, do. Uh, there, again, people... Live is, with is, it. Now, there is a medicine called Hytrin that can improve sort of the way your bladder empties and can improve some of this... Residual dripping and whatnot. If people are really troubled with it, that's something to consider. How but far? I, you... I hate the idea people are taking medication for this problem. How far up the urethra is the shutoff valve? Way up. What if I could train my penis to uh, purse its lips somehow and just pinch it off right at the very end, or just take a big a C clamp or something and just? What do you think? You're you're a, you're a carpenter. All right, Drew. <laughs> All right, Drew. I'm uh, I'm uh, deducting a joke. You're on a roll uh, some weeks back. I'm, I'm back. Well, you certainly are. Lynn, 20, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I was dating this guy for four years, and we were supposed to get married last year. We were living together, broke up. I decided that he was uh, not mature enough to spend my life with, and I needed to experience other men. Um, we tried to get back together about six months later. Uh, at that time, he gave me an ultimatum. He then told me, or I found out, that he had been cheating on me for two years during our relationship with a friend of mine. How old is he? He is also 20, just turned 21. Mm. Um, Then, after that happened, I uh, didn't speak to him or see him for six months. Um, Then, just recently, two months ago, he had been trying to get in contact with me, writing me letters, calling me, stopping by my house. And for some reason, I decided to give it another try and uh, give another shot. So, we started seeing each other again, talking to each other again, and we got back together, and um, during this time, he uh, has been asking me questions about what I've been doing over the last year. I told him I had dated other men. Um, I wanted to be honest with him so that... All right, all right. What do you want? What do I want? I want to know what to do. Okay, this this is what my problem is. Um, I'm pregnant with his child. All right, I knew that. When did that happen? I found out on Monday. Oh, this is, this is a new, new pregnancy, brand yeah, new. Yeah, very new. And how long have you been seeing him again? Uh, about two months. And how's the relationship been going? Uh, every, about every week and a half, two weeks, he told me he couldn't be with me. He couldn't trust me because I had slept with other men when I wasn't with him. All right. So All right. this guy is one big jerk, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, he, he abuses you. He isn't faithful to you. And when you have the temerity to step forward and be a separate person, he can't, he can't stand it. 
Okay. He's like a real classic narcissist, really. Well, if you call getting laid uh, having the temerity to step forward and being a, a different person, yes. No, uh, to Lena's be, uh, to, doing it. To go out. They weren't together when she was dating other Absolutely guys. not. God bless you and your uh, wide-open temerity. Uh, now, Lynn. Yes. You're not thinking about marrying this guy, are you? No. Good. Certainly not. Good. Now, um, now the next question. What do you do with your kid? That's another thing. I'm very confused. Um, I'm... I'm I've been thinking about abortion, and I told him that. He knows I'm pregnant. I told him that, and he uh, pretty much freaked out on me. Of course, and because the child for him is going to be an extension of himself. He's That child is there just to serve his needs, believe me. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'd even cons- – oh, I can't hey, believe he freaked, coming he, out of he, my mouth. He freaked but, out because – Because uh, it's his. It's his I know, child. but uh, hold, relax there, <laughs> Drew, with the whole narcissism bandwagon. Just well, pull the bandwagon over for just one second. Lynn. Yes. He freaked because you spoke about getting an abortion, and right. he was against that. Right. Right. And he had told me previously that, of course, he would support me in any decision that I made. But then when it came to that to that point where we had to make the decision, or where I had to make the decision, he was not okay with that. Uh-huh. And then what would his plan be if you did see the pregnancy through uh, full term? He wrote me a letter the day I found out saying that he was now able to be with me. He got over his, his right. trust issues, and he wants to marry me, and everything will be happy. And, we'll and be- have the child. We're correct. Okay. I don't trust this guy as far as I can um, kick his scrotum. Absolutely not. I really don't. Okay. I mean, on the surface, great. I mean, you know, from a sort of a... On the level of appearances, yes. on and paper, certain, right? On paper, it sounds great. Great. He wants He's, to get, see the pregnancy through. He wants to support the child. He wants to support you, and uh, he, he he's stepping up to the plate and being a man. Unfortunately, we know him to be a big jerk. Yes, we, we know flaky. what he's made of. Yeah. Well, he may put in a couple of good weeks, yeah, but right. then that'll be it, and then it'll be you and your child who are left to sort of uh, pick uh, up the pieces. Right. All right. So the decision is yours. I would not give this guy, I, I really wouldn't weigh in his decision. Uh-huh. I am a male who speaks against male rights when it comes to uh, the uh, life or, or perspective life of a fetus. Uh, it's all the woman's decision, especially when it's not my kid. Okay. All right, so Lynn, you're going to have to weigh it out and make your decision. And then I wouldn't even deal with this guy. Do what you want to do, and then you can make up any one of a million stories for him. Okay. What do you want to do? I, well, I'm not quite sure. Um, I've thought about it for the past week, which isn't a very long time. Um, I'm going in tomorrow to get an exam. I don't know exactly how far along I am. It could be a month. It could be two months. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. And uh, I really, at this point, could go either way. I, I mean, I don't know if that sounds... All right. I, I, I would uh, cast my vote for the abortion, uh-huh. but that's just me. Uh, adoption, not bad either. Uh, if I you mean, got the abortion, I wouldn't tell the guy. I would lie to him. Why wouldn't you do adoption? I, I really, I'm personally against adoption. Why? Because um, there are way too many children out there that are that do not have homes, and I don't, I don't want to add to that problem. Well, wait a minute. Adop- not, not adopted children are in huge demand right now. Tremendous right, demand. There are also many children out there who have yet to be adopted. Not, at, not, at, not at infancy. It's mm. extremely rare. Okay, this, this child... Right, but maybe old. if they didn't have the infants, they'd adopt the older ones, Drew. Aha. Thank you. This child is interracial also, or will would be. Yes. And I don't know, I, I guess that kind of adds to... Uh, uh, I, I, in terms of adopting it, mm-hmm. I think uh, infants can be adopted no matter what race or what mix of race they are very readily. Isn't that right, Drew? As I understand it. Okay. 
demand. Huge demand. All right, Lynn, uh, the decision is yours. Talk to your friends, talk to your family, uh, get some counseling, and and, uh, whatever you're comfortable with, and that's a relative term because it's an uncomfortable situation, is what you got to do. But I really wouldn't involve this guy. Mm. I really wouldn't. And and I, I swear to you, if I did get the abortion, I wouldn't tell him. I'd say I was I was misdiagnosed. I I was not pregnant. Hmm. Wouldn't you? Well, this uh, guy I mean, might do something if, stupid. If, and, uh, if it were not for the pregnancy, we'd be telling her to get as far away from this guy as possible. Yes, Wally, seventeen, you're on Love Line. Hey guys. Hey. Love the show. Thank you. Oh, well, since tomorrow's like you know uh, Valentine's Day, I was going through like an herb spot and I saw this uh, drug called Kava Kava. Yeah. Like a aphrodisiac, right, Drew? Mm. Well, not really. Uh, do they have like a side effects or does it work? You know, I was on Extra last night talking about this drug. You were? Yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> when? Last night on yeah. Extra? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw part of it. Were you wearing a uh, thong back or are you just in no, regular outfit? Something Extra filmed a long time ago. I don't oh. remember. But but uh deal is uh, not a lot is actually known about this drug. It, it is not an aphrodisiac. It may, what we call, disinhibit you. It may make you more relaxed and more likely to do things you wouldn't otherwise do, which is not really aphrodisiac. It's okay. just uh, making you loaded. Yeah, but any time you get loaded, you're more apt to have sex. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, Drew, I, 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 let me tell you something about doctors. They hate the word aphrodisiac. They really do. Yeah, because, right. It, it they really, really do. And not, they not, hate to endorse it's anything that's, uh, that is uh, labeled an aphrodisiac. No, testosterone is an aphrodisiac. Anabolic steroids aphrodisiac. And guess what happens? You take those for, for a little while. Your penis falls right. off. Right. And it There's hides no in your own lunch. ass. If you <laughs> now, Listen. Uh, but I'm telling you, booze is an aphrodisiac. Uh, Listen, I have the numbers to back me up. Half the people we have calling up got laid because they got loaded. So I should lick her up. Right. Well, anyway, Kava Kava probably has effects similar to GHB. It also has some opioid properties like All right, but codeine. Let me tell you something. Wally, Wally is living in this world. I was there when I was 17. Maybe if I had some sort of special X-ray goggles, I could look at girls naked. Oh, if I only had some potion I could feed them, some sort of uh, oral pleasure potion I could give to them or rub on one of my parts I could get. But forget it, Wally. Oh, come on. Let me tell you what the greatest aphrodisiac in the world is. What? You having a good job. (laughs) Do you understand? A lot of money. Forget about the Kava Kava. Uh, Work on the uh, Worka Worka. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right? Yeah, got one more question. Yeah. Um, How come you guys aren't talking about Booville anymore? You're right. Wally, I'm glad you brought that up. Let me let me be honest about Boobville. I spout out a lot of stuff during the course of a show, and Boobville was just another one of my spout outs. But I'll tell you, and I don't want to get emotional here, man, <laughs> but you kids, you picked this thing up and you ran with it. I had no idea the void. Do you understand how hungry the public is for Boobville? To me, it was a joke. It was another atomism. But you guys just picked this thing up and you made it. And now there's Boobville websites and Boobville everything. It's going all over the place. So I'll tell you, I'm going to get back, and I'm coming back in a strong way with Boobville. It's a surprise now. I don't want to let on uh, to anybody what's going on because I'm not sure. But as soon as I find out, Boobville will make a return. All All right, Wally? All right. All right, get a job. Thanks a lot. Maybe this Kava Kava thing is available over the counter. People are putting it in some of these herbal ecstasies and things. And it's been used in, I think, South Pacific for a long time as a sedative. 
there are reports of it being addictive out there, not in this country yet, but uh, it, it's sort of out there now. It's a, it's a dangerous drug. Remember with this rave a couple of months ago, people were, were you know, half the, a couple dozen kids were taken to an emergency room, right. unconscious, and went, that, that was Kava Kava. Right. Okay. All right, but Great you throw time. a concert and half a dozen kids go to the emergency room. No, no, room. but this was... Okay. They were taking the Kava Kava. Shannon. Hi. And hold on a second. Right. No need to name something Kava Kava. Just yep. call it Kava. If there's nothing else called Kava, then it's Kava. It's like this uh, Boutros Boutros Galley. Do you know any Boutros Galley? No. No, then it's just Boutros. You only add the next one when there's someone else with the same identification. Let's just call it the Kava Root. Ka- I'm not, I don't think I used the term Kava Root tonight. Where'd you get that? I know it comes from a root. All right, it's Kava Root. What do you think? It comes out of like a bird's ass or no, something? You it's like a, it's the first time you heard about it tonight. It's an herb. I know the kava. Right. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm down with the kids. Right. I go to all the... Uh, is it a rage or rave? Rave. I go to the raves. Shannon. Mm-hmm. 20. Hi. Um, sometimes when my boyfriend and I have sex, um, it takes him a really long time to orgasm, and sometimes we'll be going for like an hour and a half, and he won't. he'll finally just give up. Is he on any medications? Um, no, but he does take a lot of drugs. What does he take? Um, well, he's taken, he's been doing all kinds of drugs since he was about 13 or 14. Um, cocaine, crack, heroin. What's he doing? Drink a lot. What's he doing? Drink a lot of pot. Jeez. What's he doing um, now? But recently, for the past year or so, um. But typically, I'll just say, this, this is a typical heroin symptom, frankly, so. I don't heroin? Know. Yeah. And, okay. Cocaine sometimes, He, he does too. do that occasionally now, still. Okay, people don't, heroin addicts don't occasionally do heroin, Shannon. Well, I mean, he doesn't do it. He does it. Um, he goes on vacation to visit his friend, and he does it maybe four times a year, as far as I know. Yeah. Anyway. No. What are you I'm, doing with it? This guy's a severe addict. What are you? What are you with him? What's the deal? I, you know, I, well, I love him very much. And then hold on, let me defend you, Shannon. It, it's not as though the guy's a druggie. He's only into the coke, the heroin, uh, and the booze, and the weed. It's not no, like he's I into agree. the. Uh, We've had discussions. Uh, um, and ether. Um, Hmm? I'm, well, I'm trying to think of other drugs that Cyanide. he doesn't do. Yes, it's not like he's, yes, he's not into uh, hemlock or anything. Shannon, this is this is he is a profound addict. Yeah, you don't you I don't know. have discussions with profound addicts. That's not. Oh, do I know, and you know, I've. What is with you that you find it acceptable, and, um, and put yourself in harm's way? We're about I to know. talk about that tonight about the HIV risks of sleeping with people with. Yeah, uh, well. We use um, protection. I know it's What is with you that you put yourself in the way of this kind of relationship? Yeah, well, in terms of relationship, I'm used to it. My dad's been into he, he, all kinds He's of an things. alcoholic addict, right? Dad? Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. So you're well, used to recovered. it. He's recovering. Um, my, my Your dad's dad recovering. Yeah. How, about, how about you getting to some degree of recovery, a codependency recovery, something like um, that? I don't... I. I'm perfectly fine with it. Oh I'm, yes, I'm not. Shannon. Yes, you're. No, the thing with the thing with my boyfriend is that, um, you know, I've told him I've, I've, I almost left him a couple weeks ago because he told me that he was going to stop and he did it anyway. No. Does that surprise you? No big surprise. Yeah. And um, right. you know, so I I went over there to leave him and um. And why didn't you? And well, I didn't really want to, and I knew that every time, right, every Shannon. time you subjugate yourself on behalf of this guy and his addictive disease, it, it, you pay a price. It's a big price. A piece of yourself is just yanked right out away from you. I've, and l- let me, Shannon, listen for a second. Uh-huh. You are the daughter of an alcoholic addict. Well, he's recovered. 
right. But Please. you, but you oh. learned, Shannon. You, you learned. Stop screwing me you up. You learned through. to survive as a child by dealing and how to deal with an alcoholic addict. That's how your personality is made up of somebody who survived. That is what I'll bet you. That's what eighty-five percent of the attraction is. What is attraction? That's what it is. Why did you pick this guy? Is it a coincidence? Absolutely not. It fits. And it's a bond. And it's a gravity that pulls stronger than uh, than the t- than relationships than anything than anything. Yeah, it's just it's it's a reenactment of those relationships which you idealize I, as a I, child and assume you can sort out again in adulthood. You got to look into that, Shannon. This I is, know. This... I realize. I mean, I know that I'm tra- probably attracted to him. Because All right. Good. I'm used to dealing with that. Right. And he's attracted to me because I know how to react. To right. You support you, it because you're right. there. Yeah. You support it and you let him maintain his disease. He's and... going to die. Okay? He's going to die. All right. You know what I love about this show, Drew? Mm. Uh, three minutes ago, her question was, why can't her boyfriend have an orgasm? This is, uh, it's, really, uh, it's really a mob mentality we have here. It's really great. Some uh, girl calls up innocently asking about her uh, boyfriend's uh, sexual that, dysfunction. Yeah. Drew goes right for the, the uh, drugular. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the whole attic thing out, and then we both turn on Shannon for the Shannon. for the for the last three quarters uh, of the he cannot, call. He cannot have an orgasm because he's on opiates. That's just a real real common thing. All right, and Shannon, you know why you're with him, and you got to look into that so you can get away from him. Well, no, so she can so she can have a happy life. So she can have a productive, oh, real, right. genuine relationship. Well, can you just agree with well, Adam. You're always right. Let's go to commercials. We want to get away from him. Does she? Shouldn't she get away from him? Yeah, but if she gets away in her present condition, she'll find another one. All right, but I said you have to look into that stuff You're so you can get away. Tonight, aren't you? What's the deal? Drew, what no, is the because deal? You, what is the deal? You're no, I'll your tell you what the effing deal is. You with your, uh, you know, listen. It's 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 six of one and a and a half dozen of the other no, with I you. We got to be precise Everything. about things. All right, but I was saying that she needs to get herself some help yes. so that she can get herself the mental clarity to get away okay. from this guy. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Not really. That's All right. It. All right. Okay, please. And, Drew, you are interviewing the guests. Not that I have anything oh. against the guests. Really? But you are a doctor. Okay. It is National Condom Week starting tomorrow. Gretchen and Jim are going to come oh, in here. you're jealous. That's the deal. Uh, I'm jealous. Okay. Are All you right. kidding? All right. <laughs> All right. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. Well, we live in a time of new technologies, and with every technology comes new needs to protect yourself. I mean, when we had developed the automobile... Insurance came along with it, the need to replace tires. Well, now we have the Internet, and we do everything electronically, which is precisely why I have LifeLock Ultimate Identity Theft Protection. We live in a world where everything, bank records, all connected, sometimes even stored in a cloud. But make no mistake about it. Identity thieves are smart, and they are professionals, and they know what they're up to. Not even the police can stop these guys. Sooner or later, some restaurant computer could be hacked, and your personal information, account numbers, even your password, even your social security number could be there. The genius of LifeLock Ultimate is that if some crook tries to use the info on LifeLock Network, LifeLock is on it, relentlessly protecting your name. 
Look, you don't need to change your life. You just need to protect yourself with LifeLock Ultimate. Visit LifeLock.com. Enter the promo code ADAM, A-D-A-M, to save 10% on your LifeLock Ultimate membership. That's promo code ADAM at LifeLock.com to get the special 10% discount. Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. That's right. Every week we offer our personal insight to real problems submitted to us by real people and sometimes even our comedy friends join like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams. The important thing is the advice is often pretty bad. But hopefully always funny. So go to podcastone.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice. Thanks guys. Hello, this is Vince DiFiori from the band Cake. Hi, my name is John McRae from the band Cake, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Danger and caution go hand in hand. Yeah, it's true. Yes. I love those Cake guys. They're good guys. Very nice guys. All right, Gretchen Adams, Jim Veliquette are both here from, uh, well, I don't know where you're from, but you're here to talk about National Condom Week, which uh, starts tomorrow, right? Right. That's correct. And uh, you're both HIV positive. That's correct. All right. Well, let's talk about that uh, first. How did you uh, contract the uh, HIV? Me? Gretchen, yeah. Yeah. Um, I more than likely got it through um, unprotected sex. Really young. Actually, I was 20 when I tested positive. I'm 30 now. So about 10 years ago. And I was an IV drug user. So You were? Mm-hmm. Now, why, do you, why would you assume that you got it through the unprotected sex well, it's and not the or. IV? Well, it's either or. It could have been either or. Isn't you know, it? It's hard to pinpoint. It. Isn't it? What? Isn't it a higher uh, likelihood that you got it through the needle? Mm, right. But um, my ex-husband at the time tested HIV positive, so mm. we were having unprotected right. sex. So, okay. Yeah. And uh, so it's say. been nine years. Ten years. Oh, ten years. Ten years. That's yeah. tr- that's trying to make it twenty-eight or twenty-nine. <laughs> All right, and uh, Jim, how did you contract HIV? Um, I actually got it from unprotected sex on October 3rd of 1990. Hmm. And I always think the date's important because everybody thinks, oh, gee, you know, you know, people who get it, they sleep around their slaps. And it's like, you know what, I can tell you the day, the date, the time. And it was... Uh, was it somebody you were involved with emotionally? Yeah, which is, uh, which is really important, I think, as well, is the fact that I was dating somebody for a couple of months. And uh, I thought that... You know, we were being safe. I knew everything about HIV at the time, and it just so happened that about 16 days later, I had a really strong seroconversion, meaning you got like a mono syndrome. Yeah, oh, it's either people it, get sick at them when they first get the virus. Sometimes they get like fever and sore throat. Is that what usually brings them in? No, it, no, no. Most people let it go. It's just oh, I just had the flu. I just right, had the flu. it's just That's like flu-like I, symptoms. What? Uh, Besides, uh, let's say, having unprotected or, you know, the condom breaking or something like that, I mean, what brings most people in to get tested, uh, those who find out they're positive? Is it, a, is it that they had an unsafe, uh, an unsafe uh, activity or is it that they had a condition or a symptom? In- information. It's generally they run into someone like Gretchen or I. Mm-hmm. We spell it out for them. They hear, like, my story. They hear Gretchen's story. And they go, geez, you know, I've done something like that since 1980. And we have to say, hey, if you've done something like this since 1980, you've come in contact with blood, semen, vaginal secretions, breast milk, or pre-cum, boom, you're at risk. Get you're a test. How, uh, how often would you say, 
the average person should just go in and get themselves tested. And I, I know it varies because if you're, you've been married for 35 years, like uh, Drew over here, it, it might be uh, academic. Well, but I mean, 35 years, it's phenomenal. Well, let's just say you're, you're, <laughs> let's say you're single Still and you're fresh. heterosexual. Uh, how often should one uh, get in? If, if you're dating someone or seeing several people, we recommend every six months or six months after a risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, if you're right. not using protected sex, go in every six months. If you're having multiple partners and you don't know if they have HIV or not, go in every six months. But that's kind of like a Russian roulette if you think about it. Right. Yeah. Right. We- so the whole thing is, is if you're using condoms, you possibly might not need to test. See what I'm saying? By protecting yourself. Right. If you have a risk, you have to wait six months for the antibodies to produce, and then you go get a test. And is that written in stone, or is that just... uh, Drew and I have talked about this before. It it seems uh, to be everyone's opinion that six months is the proper amount of time to wait. But every time I ask somebody, is there conclusive evidence that six months is the time, they all just kind of waffle a little and go, well, it seems about right. Okay, how about 99.90% of all people infected with HIV will show up within six months. They will show antibodies. And what you usually say is, well, I hear about these people that convert after 14 years and all that stuff. Well, yeah, those Uh, were cases are out there maybe. I never said that. They're exceedingly rare, extraordinarily rare. I think there's been only actually two cases because I work in the field of someone that it took up to a year. Two and, cases. And let me ask this then. It, will, will the majority of people uh, convert, for lack of a better term, uh, after two months and you just give it six months to be absolutely sure? 75% of the people, I would say, to 85% will seroconvert at three months. That oh, is okay. the normal range, right. three months. About, There's that other percentage that it could take up to six months. Though, right. So we just give that What about the viral-specific tests that are coming out? Anything uh, available in Los Angeles here? The qPCR? Yeah. Viral load? Absolutely. No, Absolutely. no, not the viral load so much, as but the but screening tests that are that are viral particles and whatnot. Right. That's called a viral load test, qPCR. Come on, Drew. Viral load we're using, we're using to monitor therapy. It's not, it's not a screening test yet. The, they're, they're using it for screening. Are they? Also, okay. Right. If someone suspects that they might have become infected they go in they look for viral particles in the bloodstream and stuff they don't like to do that a whole lot all right hold on true this makes no sense to anybody let me just (laughs) let me ask another question what about these home home aids tests are these home HIV tests? There's one tests. coming up for the, the cheek. You don't like the, them? Ma- the mouth. You saliva. Just, you, the saliva. Right. You push, put it in someone's mouth what, and you got a sure. What do you yeah, think of this? Sure. Personally, me? Yeah. Because I do HIV testing. That's why I'm asking I, you, right, baby. I, you know what? That, for me, I don't like it. I can see how someone might want to do that because it's more anonymous. It's safer. But then you have someone sitting at home, right, that maybe tests positive and is all alone and mm-hmm. has no one to talk to, no kind of counseling, no no referrals, no. It, it just seems a little dangerous. But to me. what about the argument that it would get more people out there and get uh, make it more accessible, hence more people would test themselves? Maybe it would. It also is pretty expensive. I I am not a big advocate of it. So you, I, I'm not. You know, I think that the people that may do it, I mean, will be a small more amount more. Okay. Someone who goes to an and I guess website. it's too new to have any data on right. that. All right. right. Well, let's uh, we'll we'll be getting into this to, uh, throughout the evening, and let's take a call. Jason, twenty-four. You're on Love Line with Gretchen and Jim. Hey. Well, Gretchen and Jim, uh, uh, nice to hear from you, but you're n- you're not the ones I want to talk to. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Adam, what's up? Hey. I have a question. Yeah. For you. Okay. 
now, my, me and my fiancé has been together about a year now, okay? And uh, she's bisexual, all right? And which I have no problem with. And from the get-go, I told her that's no problem as long as she shares. But she's afraid that if she gets in a relationship with another female, right, and I get into this relationship as well, that uh, she's going to get jealous and either click and go off on me and the female or the female or seriously hurting one of us. Right. So you got to wear a helmet while you're having sex with... Well, uh, I know that. that that's no problem. <clears throat> no, I'm in a crash helmet, none of Oh. Okay, but he, here's... Uh, in case she goes upside your head with, like, an alarm clock or something. <laughs> okay. Here, Here's what goes on. Even in... I, I really, I, you hate I'm, saying I'm, this, I'm ninety. Huh? I really do hate yeah, saying this, I but I, and I'm and I'm I, I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure of what I say here, okay. which is a, a real high percentage for me because it's usually a little 2%. below fifty. Yeah. Uh, people can be as open and as broad minded and uh, as uh, up for fun and games sexually as as they want, but I believe even the most broad minded person, when they see their partner having sex with a stranger or just anyone other than themselves when they actually view that something on a sort of like organic level trips in their mind it's like uh it's like it all sounds like a great idea until the person is actually nailing your girlfriend or your girlfriend is actually uh given your buddy a hummer or whatever it is and then all of a sudden you turn into oral roberts or or you know Pat Robertson or something, and, and it sounds like a, a bad idea. And that's the danger. I mean, like, I would love to do this, but I'm not sure I could handle it. I think I might snap, and I that think she or, may, too. Or people develop intimate feelings for one another that uh, confound or destabilize the, the primary relationship. Like, let's say your fiancé develops real close feelings for one of her girlfriends and decides she'd rather be with her. This is crazy. This is totally nuts. This is a bad, bad idea. Well, it's if not, you're in a marriage, you're committed. You're committed to that relationship, and that is what you remain. It's not so good fiance activity. No, if you want to do it in college it's with, good, it, like, with your yeah, doormates or something, whatever. But uh, if for marriage, it's a disaster. Right. But here's my. Uh, I'm going to put this out to our guests as well. I've just uh, come on to this idea. Do you think there's something almost on a uh, on a uh, instinctual biological level that sort of snaps? I mean, if you walked in and you walked in your home and you saw your wife with the uh, sparklets man on top of her, you, you, something would hit you on a level. I mean, like a biological level. You get a surge of adrenaline. You'd probably punch a hole through something. You'd, You'd go on a tirade. You'd lose control. Do you think that people, no matter how hip they think they are, that something happens when they see their partner uh, caressing another? Oh, absolutely. Well, just the way something absolutely. something biological happens when someone caresses somebody else. I mean, the kinds of feelings that are generated right. cannot be contained or controlled or, or anticipated. And I don't necessarily think you can rationalize. I mean, you can rationalize it away up until they act. Right. And uh, then deny it away. Then you you're do. the same as everybody else on the planet. Right. I think it's a human thing. If you have actual feelings for someone and to see them intimate with someone else, that's a very intimate it's an act. It's an abandonment. Right. Absolutely. It's, an abandonment. It's, it's a betrayal. Although, Even though you're saying all along, oh, this is great, that we're going to have fun, right. blah, blah, blah. When it happens, you react, just right. like what you're Although saying, Adam. I, I agree with you. Thank you. Well, I, no I have, problem. I have to say, to be fair, I can watch strangers being intimate for hours <laughs> and, and have uh, a different kind of adrenaline surge, actually. Sometimes days. Actually, whole groups of strangers being intimate on the same one. Sean, 27, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Got a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, I was uh, married for a couple of years, um, now divorced, 
back into sort of the dating scene. And uh, got a question concerning condoms. I guess that's uh, timely considering the the uh, condom uh, issue coming up here. We have the king and the queen of the condom on the. Okay, um, that's great. Well, then I'm in the on I'm the phallic the float uh, coming up Friday. Okay. Um, well, basically, it's the use of them. Um, I wasn't terribly sexually active before I got married. Uh, didn't have a lot of experience with it. Needless to say, when I was married, did not use them. Now that I'm single, and I don't want to. Excuse me. <clears throat> Oh, I got a cold. Um, I don't want to uh, play Russian roulette with the rest of my life. So I mean, you know, condoms seem to be the, the most protective form. So what is your question now? You, well, you want to know which one to use? No, not not no. I, <laughs> uh, really, uh, I have trouble ejaculating with one. I mean, uh, I can go, I can be having sex with my partner, uh, you know, for hours sometimes, and not not been able to uh, to ejaculate, not to not to reach orgasm. Or, um, All right, and you're blaming that on the condom. Well, I, I don't know if that's. The, All right. The What's whole your, Lashawn? We got to go to. We got to go to commercial. Sure. Do you want them to tell you what kind of condom they like the best, or? No, uh, no, no. Well, the other thing is, is that sometimes I have trouble maintaining an erection when wearing one for long, you know, long peri- you know, periods of time. All right. Let's uh, listen. You you don't need okay, a well, condom. Jim has something to say, but wait, 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 save it. Put him on hold. After. Okay. Yes, we got to go to break. We we'll go to what? We, all right, don't get sassy with me. <laughs> I'm within striking distance. Uh, we will come back. We'll talk to Jim and Gretchen. We'll get in this whole uh, condom thing, and we'll possibly even sort out what the hell Sean's question was. Ernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Hi, when I'm not drumming, up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. HelioCare, it's a little pill that you take that actually works like a sunscreen. It actually helps prevent this, which is a smart way to go because uh, you don't want to get the cancer. You don't have to walk around with a big umbrella over your head. And as we just figured out, the sunscreen alone ain't working, uh, it ain't working by itself. Daily use as a dietary supplement, you take it. It's like a multivitamin. It's an antioxidant. It uh, helps your skin protect itself year-round. Thousands of dermatologists uh, want the samples of the HelioCare for their patients, and uh, why wouldn't they? It's, a, it's perfect timing. It's as if I uh, told Allison to do that story, but there was but no, no interaction here. Uh, you can buy a two-month supply of HelioCare at uh, Walgreens and uh, Rite Aid, and uh, you just go to the vitamin aisle. Just uh, look for the yellow and black box. Check them out. HelioCare.com. Love line. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. We're kicking off National Condom Week with Gretchen Adams and Jim Veliket. They're both here. They both uh, speak out, lecture, test, uh, do uh, everything really involved with the uh, HIV community. They're both HIV positive themselves. And uh, Gretchen. Yes, sir. You do some uh, modeling for uh, proof positive. Yeah, that's right. Now, what is that? It's a modeling agency down in Costa Mesa that has a the Morgan Agency. They have a subdivision of models that are HIV positive. Jim also works for them. 
And um, basically, um, if a pharmaceutical company needs mm-hmm. a model for educational ads, billboards, whatnot, if they need someone with HIV, they call on us. Do they? Uh, is there some sort of ethical thing that they have to, by law, use somebody who's HIV positive? They say no. they're HIV positive in the ad. No, um, it, it actually came out of a couple years ago. We had our first ads coming out for HIV specific products um, at Vera, which is by the same makers of Insure Ross Laboratories. And the press started getting into this and going, hey, you know, you're representing these HIV positive people, but you're not showing real people. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a big break out of that. I was the Marinol man for a year, which is mar- marijuana in a pill form, based purely on the fact they had two guys out in New York look like the All-American guy. And then this big thing blew up in the papers. They pulled the ads just before they were supposed to run. I, I don't like to brag, Jim, you know? but I was a zigzag man from 87 <laughs> yeah, to 92. Sure, so you know? we could talk. You I know? didn't see that. You were the Marinol man? Yeah. Marinol How man. is the Marinol? I've never smoked. Uh, no, it comes a in a pill? It comes no. in a pill. They call what them, if you smoke the pill? Well, they, call, they don't smoke it. You call it a pearl of pleasure because they're a <laughs> translucent pill. And uh, my friends in the know say you bite it in half. And oh really? It gives you a better high. And <laughs> you have a high the same high. as smoking marijuana? It's a good even steady 4-hour high and the problem with it is this is the argument against marijuana they want to do this marijuana for medicinal purposes. You smoke a joint, you're going to get the marijuana munchies. You take marinol out of that 4-hour high, there's going to be like 10 minutes in there when you're really going to have the munchies and you sort of have to be ready for it. And the whole idea of marijuana medicinally through marinol is to help people eat who have HIV-induced wasting, which means, you know, your loss of appetite and they're losing right. weight. So it's, it's like a uh, pot brownie without the, uh, the, the calories. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also $3,600 a month. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's not a cheap No, nah, so I'll go down to the park and get the brownies yeah. from that guy. That's cheaper. 3600 anyway, bucks a month? That's if you're taking it just three times a day? Or? That's if you're taking it according to what they call a standard prescription. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's, it's not a cheap drug. Now, and, and I'm guessing, and uh, just uh, cool your jets over there, Drew, for a second, but I'm guessing it's 3600 a month because uh, the man has gotten his uh, stinky thumb all over this one. I mean, I mean that, that the research and that the testing, because of the legislation and uh, the powers that be, has become so uh, difficult and so uh, uh, tedious in this country that it, it has driven the price through the roof. Is it that, Adam, or is it your, for lack of a better way to put it, your, your pump theory? That if the pump really worked, it would be thousands of dollars. And then you, people maybe just really want this drug. You don't think it works? What? No, my, um, please, Drew. Uh, I'm please. speaking of riddles again. Yes, <laughs> I know. The pump here. Oh, for Christ's sake, I don't know where to begin. My pump theory is, uh, this is re- regarding the penis pump, that uh, people call in and they say, I saw this thing in the back of a magazine. It's this penis pump. It promises to enlarge your penis to mammoth proportions which I would have some reservations about. I'll go for extra big, but mammoth. Mammoth proportions, and uh, does it or does, does it or does it not work? And I say, how much is it? And they say, it's uh, 2850 And I said, look, if this thing added four inches to your schlong, it would be $28,000, and people right. would be in line to get this thing. So right. that's how you know it doesn't work. How this is apropos to the Marinol thing, that I have be no idea. It may be pricey because it's in high demand, and people want it, want it badly. And it works. Okay. It's candy. Most HIV medications are sky high. My medications come to close yeah. to twelve, fourteen hundred dollars a month. That's what I wanted to know. Are you it's guys on phenomenal. triple therapy? Or I, absolutely. Both I'm on, I'm I, I would be. Therapy. I'm triple. I would go on triple the moment I. Yeah. I'm on I double therapy, and I'm only on double right now because I'm doing great on it, and they yeah. don't want to like run me through right. a bunch of drugs. And I just picked up my prescriptions on Tuesday. 
$2,100. Oh. And that's for a month. Uh, that's 30 days. Two months for me. Two, two months. months. Yeah. How long have you guys each been on antiviral therapy? Me, about a year now. A year? Yeah, yeah. I waited. Now you what? know, I, I, it used to be when I, I, I haven't been on this show for a decade. Uh, occasionally we've had from Age Project Los Angeles people on and whatnot. They, a lot of the AIDS patients were very defensive about, or HIV patients, very defensive about taking antiviral therapy. There was this thing going around that the antiviral therapy was what caused AIDS. Right. And, and right. the HIV doesn't cause AIDS. All this real crazy stuff going on. How is the culture adjusting to, to those old stories? The culture's coming around but in that people are starting to see and realize Oh my gosh, look, we had all these people dying, just falling like flies. And suddenly with the advent of protease and the triple cocktail, and for those of you who don't know triple cocktail, we have two antiretroviral drugs and these new protease inhibitors, which inhibit HIV in a different place in the replication cycle. And I'm guessing just a jigger of grenadine. Yeah, okay. Um, Okay, so point being, you, you go along and... Everybody's starting to see these people starting to live. People who are on the edge. I've had friends who were just, I was like getting ready to put them away, and all of a sudden they're living. So, well, there's now a direct correlation with viral load, as we've right. talked about earlier, and right. progression to more serious disease. All right, let's get back to Sean, who had this uh, diluted kind right. of question. Sean, 27. Yeah, maybe uh, I can phrase my question a little bit better. All right, you have four seconds. Basically looking for suggestions for more successful use of the condom, or maybe some alternative methods to prevent pregnancies and also the transmission of STDs, especially AIDS. All right, Sean. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Well, I've got a, a great suggestion, Sean, and that is um, without indulging you and in finding out what your penis size is, we have a real problem with a lot of people who will use a standard size condom and it'll be so tight on the head of the oh, penis yes. that um, oh. that they can't, mm. there's no movement, there's no friction, they're not, they're not feeling anything, they're actually constricting the, the tissue around the head of the penis. And so what we say to people is try different types of condoms, you know, buy the ones that say Magnum, but also try. There's like a million different brands out there. Try all the different brands. Avoid lamb skin condoms, everyone in the United States and who hears me everywhere, because unless you're trying to prevent pregnancy, that's all they're good for. They can still transmit HIV because they have small pores and the virus can get through them. But lambskin yes. and, and the new lambskins to avoid, we say all kinds of latex are great and these new polyurethane ones are great. Try those. Try the female condom. Um, Which is polyurethane. Polyurethane, as well as the other polyurethane ones. Um, polyurethane's great. You can feel temperature through them, which you can't with latex. Mm. They also fit looser on your on the penis, and so there may be a chance for the skin to move around a lot more and give you a lot more sensation. But with the female condom, it's like putting a little glad bag inside of the woman's vagina. Somebody mentioned before mm-hmm. you guys walked in here that we were having a little chat out in the hallway here, and somebody said that you can males can use this, male-male Anal intercourse, right? right? Anybody correct. with anal intercourse, right. for that That's matter. Correct. But the, but no one's allowed to talk about it because that is illegal in, in twenty two states. Twenty two states, really? It's still That's considered. Right. So so you for this discussions you've had with some of our listeners on these sorts of behaviors, you're a criminal, Adam. All right, <laughs> fine, Drew. You're going down with me because I'll rat you out in a heartbeat. <laughs> but you know what? Today in today's world, there is a smorgasbord of condoms out there. You can get textures. You can get micro thin. You can get super thick. You can get colors, flavors. Sean, I recommend you go out and shop around. It's like buying a pair of shoes. You got to f- try different ones, find what fits you comfortably, and then try using lubricants with it. Added lubricants, water-based lubricant on the inside. On the inside. Ah. It increases sensitivity on the head of the penis. If you put it, it on the inside, water-based lubricant, and then on the outside But just on also. the tip, because you're yeah, afraid just, they'll slip off. Right, just like right. A, we say a dime size On the head of the mouth. penis. Yeah. So, so basically... 
puts extra lubricant right on the head of the penis, which yeah. is the most sensitive part. All right, let me let me yeah. get back to the female condom. Okay. What <laughs> keeps that thing in place? Does anything hoops. keep it in place? It's like a, a diaphragm, like uh-huh. two hoops. One thing goes inside and opens up. You squeeze it and you put it in, and then right. it opens up inside. And then there's a hoop that is on the outside of the vagina, and you make it in the target, like that. Mm-hmm. And in the hoop. Uh, I mean, because there's no brimming action, is there? I mean, there's no rim on the vagina, at least that I've seen. I've only seen well, a handful actually, of them. You know, it's flat. But so it doesn't like, yeah. it doesn't fall in unless no, you accidentally push it in. Yeah, what it is, uh, it's it's like a hard, solid ring. There's two of them. One is sewn into the outer edge and stays on the outside of the vagina. The women say they get pleasure because the outer ring stimulates their clitoris. And there's a ring on the inside which can be taken out. You can actually pull on it. I'm doing a hand motion here. Pull on it, and it won't break apart. They're very durable. And you put that inner ring in the bag, insert it into the vagina, clicks up against, like, the cervix. Doesn't make a clicking sound, thank you. And, you know, she's got a ring sitting on the outside of her vagina, and all the guy does, aims his penis, goes for it, has a great time. There's temperature there. It's a different feeling. It's a different sensation. You can use, use lubricants with that, use too? Use water-based Absolutely. lubes, yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. let me lubricants say... Lubricants help a lot. I just want to yeah. throw that out there. When you're using safe sex, it's like peanut butter and jelly. You know what I mean? The two go together. The lubricants add to the sensation so much, and if it feels good, we're going to want to do it. And uh, let me say this, that a lot of our listeners, uh, female listeners, have a lot of stuff hanging from the vagina already. I mean, uh, carab- carabiners, a lot of like mountain climbing equipment and stuff. And there should be some little ear on these things so they could hook in. Yes. You know, like yes. when a guy's like uh, rappelling down a yes, wall, they yes. hook in. Right. This would be a great, I mean, if you're going to get pierced. Don't, don't talk about it too much. Somebody might have it. I'm just saying, as long as you're going go, going to go through the trouble of putting a, a you know piercing through your vagina, maybe possibly your labia, why not have it serve some function? Yeah. Why not uh, instead of just a plain hoop, have like a snap? Yeah. Or a little piece of Velcro or something. You could attach things. You could smuggle drugs in from uh, Mexico. There's many things you could do. Perhaps uh, it'd be like having three hands. It really would, Drew. You could drive your car you and and uh, and put on eyeliner at the same time. It, Gretchen's uh, suffocating you over here need from all this. All right. Gretchen all right. I've, I've uh, <laughs> offended her delicate sensibilities. No, you're making me laugh. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, burn through some calls. You guys will uh, give out some uh, some very important uh, phone numbers and hotlines and whatnot, and we'll provide a service to the community we serve. All right? Yes. Okay. Loveline will be right back. Loveline, I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Blinds galore. They got a memorial sale. It's uh, coming up. The Memorial Day sale. Everything up to 50% off. Everything you need. Uh, free samples, by the way. They'll ship them out so you'll be ready to shop. It starts Thursday, May 22nd, and we use these guys. You guys should use these guys, especially when it's a kajillion degrees outside like it is now. You take the blinds, you shut them. The room's like 25 degrees cooler because the sun is not – not only is it not coming in and – turning the place into a convection oven. It's not beating the crap out of the upholstery and the carpet and bleaching out. dog. Nothing worse, by the way. Upholstery and people that get sunblasted. It's a horrible, horrible look. You go to Blinds Galore. They really are Blinds Galore. They'll take care of everything you need. And uh, you go to BlindsGalore.com. You make sure you let them know. 
I sent you. That's blindsgalore.com. All right, back with uh, Gretchen and Jim, the uh, HIV experts. And uh, we have about a minute before we have to go to the 10-second break. So why don't you give out uh, some phone numbers now? Go ahead, Jim. Um, Starting in Northern California, 1-800-367-AIDS, which is 2437. Throw me off. Sorry. Southern California, hotline number 1-800-922-AIDS, which is also 2437. And the good way to remember that in Southern California, 1-800, it's a free call, 922-911, you dial on a fire. AIDS is a little more important, so you're down 922. Why can't anybody yeah. call an 800 number from all over the country right now? Uh, 1-800-342-AIDS ah. is the Centers for Disease Control National AIDS Hotline. All right. So that is the uh, big one that everyone should remember because we're uh, out in many markets these right. days. So, so uh, give that 800 one more time. National number, 1-800-342-2437. Otherwise, AIDS on your keypad. All right, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right, tomorrow uh, is National Condom Week. How long has National Condom Week been going on? Not since, uh, like, the turn of the century or anything, has it? I think it it was 22 years. 20 years? Yeah, 20, 20 some years. odd years. Yeah. It really? It was invented to slow down the prevent, you know, prevent STDs, your regular curable. Cal Berkeley. Right. Your right? Pre- treatable STDs. Okay. And now we're using it as a campaign for people to uh, protect themselves from HIV also. And uh, how, how do they celebrate this throughout the week? By wearing condoms. People go out, buy condoms, use them, try There's it. There's no uh, experiment. Edward James almost does not kick off some sort of, he doesn't cut some big condom or there's no uh, There's no groundbreaking ceremony over at the condom factory or anything. There's big no condoms blown up in the sky. Nothing or, like uh, that. I'm with you on that. No, there's well, you really, be, you need uh, a, be you, terrible. You, we, do, you need a parade or something. But you know, Adam and Drew, we, we did something special. We did bring you these extra large t-shirts that say in big oh. red letters, official <laughs> condom test. On them with a uh, a gentleman wearing a hard hat. It doesn't look like Adam, though. He is holding holding a huge whale of a condom right now. Yes, he's he's actually wearing like a welder's uh, mask and uh, bib. This is uh, this is great. This is uh, reminiscent of those old uh, sort of World War II. Uh, logos when they're trying to get people to get out and in, into industry and build tanks and whatnot. Doesn't it kind of look like that? <laughs> yes, for, yes. Those European uh, things. So you guys, thank need you to very wear much. That. I, you need to wear it all week to I, help promote. Well, okay. Adam. Let, let's on, be man. all right. Let's be realistic. Here. Okay. I will wear the T-shirt. Okay. I, I I will not wear it the entire week. And, and as Anne will attest to, I've been known to wear the same shirt uh, much longer than a week. So I may I may take this National Condom Week and spill it right into March. Drew will never wear this shirt, so you might as well just take it back right now and give it to somebody oh, who can use it. I wear when I work out. You do? Yeah. You don't work out in a tie? <laughs> Drew will sometimes compromise when he works out and put a clip on on. Oh, that's right, Drew. You do work out. Yes, I have seen you work out. Yes. You fill out the sweats quite nicely. Thank you. All right, one eight hundred L O V E one nine one is the phone number here. Three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five is the fax number. And let's see if we can get to some calls. Karen, nineteen, you're on Love Line. Actually, 
Oh, okay. I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have a um, two-year-old son, yeah. and um, uh, his scrotum sac is very, very small. I mean, it looks like a dry, dried-up prune is the best way to describe it. And <clears throat> last week he was sick, and he ran a high fever and um, had diarrhea and that, and I had noticed that it was like his testicles had fallen down, and he actually had two sacs. Mm-hmm. Now that he's better, he's back to this little um, scrotum. I'm wondering if that's normal. Hmm. You ever heard of this, Drew? No. How How are your children's scrotum? Small. And the girl? Doesn't have one. Oh, okay. Just, see, I'm, I keep him on his toes that way. Uh, I have it checked out before. I mean, when we ha- I have a five-year-old daughter as well, and it seemed like when all my friends were having kids, we all had girls, and now we're all having boys. And yeah. My other friends, when I had changed their boys' diapers, I mean, it was just like, oh, my, what a difference between them and my son. And one of my girlfriends... You didn't actually weigh the scrotum, did you, Karen? No. No, okay. Because we have laws against that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a a pediatrician, but it does not sound like anything extraordinarily abnormal. I mean, when when he's febrile, has a fever, it dilates. I mean, the body's trying to to give off heat. Things, Things expand and they're... Uh, the, and the, 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 the testicles is, are outside the body, so they don't get too hot. I mean, that's why they're, right. they're there. And so that's a, the place for them to go when they have, have a fever. The scrotum is really a chameleon, too. I mean, it is the uh, the mood ring of body parts. It's ever-changing. I, I wake up some mornings, I look down, I go, whose scrotum is that? And it wasn't the scrotum I went to bed with. Whose is it? I don't know. <laughs> Shut up, Drew. The point is this. Uh, the scrotum, I mean, I've had my uh, scrotum, uh, it seemed like at times that the skin was uh, three or four inches thick on it, like when I got out of, you know, a good day swimming around in the ocean, and I've had uh, scrotum days where it was as thin as a condom. I, I think Karen's probably going to end up being nothing, but you ought to just discuss with your pediatrician just to be sure. Should okay? you bring him in? I, I, I don't what do you think, think I, about taking pictures? I uh, had haven't had him checked before just because he was so small, and one of my friend's son did have a, or one of the testicles. Non-descended. Yeah, and th- he had to have surgery. Right. So I-, I was concerned about that, and he had checked him, and he said that he could feel them both and that they were there, and then obviously that they had fallen oh. down. I just, it just seemed Just talk, talk to your pediatrician. I don't think you have anything to worry about, but I would give it's worth a call. And believe me, this is going to come up later on in the child's psyche. He's going to be uh, having sex at 23. He's just going to be going at it, and all of a sudden this flash of like some uh, some mother figure uh, weighing, the, weighing the scrotum is going to just go right and his girlfriend's going to go what was that honey and he, I don't know isn't that the way life works Drew yes isn't it yes have so, you ever had any flashes are we going to burn through some calls oh yeah <laughs> Susan hey 20 yeah you're on love line um, I just wonder alright we got to move on Drew wants to hurry <laughs> Just wondering what some of the first symptoms of HIV are. Well, our guests can answer that. I can do that one textbook for you. Um, the The first symptoms of HIV, do you mean like a seroconversion when you actually s- start reacting to the virus being in your body? Or do you mean AIDS? Oh, no, HIV, when you first... When you first... How do you, how do you, how do you know you've contracted HIV? Is okay. Yeah. All right, well, uh, a big issue we've got is a lot of people sit there and they get infected and a couple of weeks go by about... 13 to 19 days we see uh, some people react with like, flu type symptoms you're uh you get a you get a rash you get some sweats you 
break out, your your lymph nodes swell up. You're you're sitting there going, gee, gosh, I feel really terrible. Where are your lymph lo- nodes? In your neck, typically. In your neck. Um, there's some in the top of your shoulders. Under and, your arms. and your arms, in your groin. Um, you have to realize they're basically located wherever the limbs meet the trunk of the body. There's lymph nodes there to protect you. The thing that's important for a lot of people is it just feels like a cold. And it's just with a little special symptoms, and it's sort of hard sometimes. And this is why a lot of people... We, we were talking earlier about people going 14 years before they were diagnosed, and that's not actually true. We find that people could have been diagnosed at six months, but they don't get sick. They don't show any sign physically until, or they're not motivated to go to the doctor until like 14 years later. All right, so if you have anything that resembles a flu and it's after but, but don't some risky behavior. I would say don't wait for that. All right, I so mean, if you, you had the risky have... behavior, go get checked out. There you go. Yeah. All right, uh, Brian, 14, you're on Loveline. Um, yeah, my question was... Uh... Um, are condoms really 100% effective? Condoms are 99.9% effective if you, one, use them. That's the most important thing. Most people don't even use them, so you got to use them. <laughs> if you use them properly, where well, they you got to use them. Otherwise, the ninety-nine point nine, it may drop down into the eighties if you're not actually what's using funny them. Is people bad wrap them and they've never even put one on. Right, that's the reality. So, and if you're using it properly, properly, latex condom, lubricant, it doesn't break. Right. Now, I've heard these studies that say it's in the 80s, but that's because people don't properly apply them. And all right, this is something I want to talk about. Drew, you know, I've said it many a time. A man should practice uh, applying a condom to his own genitalia. Or your, 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 your loading device. Well, yes, I have a quick loading device I'm working on down in the lab as well. And here's what happens quite often it's the same, it's no different than uh, like a fire extinguisher. You get a fire extinguisher and people say, you should learn how to use this fire extinguisher because an emergency is going to happen. You have a big grease fire. You're going to grab this thing and you're going to be wrestling it. You're not even going to know how to pull the safety off and activate it. You won't know how far away to stand, blah, blah, blah. But here's what people do. They get the fire extinguisher, they plop it on the kitchen counter, and they don't go out in the backyard and give it a, give it a squirt or two. I'm saying you've got to give that penis a squirt or two. You have to practice on your own putting this condom on because when, oftentimes when you do it, it's dark. You've had a few drinks in you. You're nervous. The adrenaline's pumping. You know there's only a short period of time before the penis will not cooperate. You're trying to operate smoothly, and you have a little malfunction in there. You know what? I tell my clients, that's so funny you said that, you guys. I tell my clients um, that I test to practice with condoms all the time, masturbate with them, so they know what feeling to expect. I tell them to do that all the time. I have women practice with dildos, putting on condoms. So when the time comes, they're not clumsy, fumbling, feeling stupid, awkward, and whatnot. But so we, that's right. a good theory. And we've practice, all seen that stupid, that stupid bumper sticker. It was uh, something happens, became sex happens. And everyone's, you know, and it's always like some big macho guy in his lifted truck is like, sex happens. And it's like, you know. I, I got one of those stickers. Yeah, well, all right, okay. I have it on my truck, too. I'm sorry. I admit it. But anyway, the point being, sex does happen for a lot of people. Just at any given time, they're totally unprepared. They keep condoms at home on their nightstand next to their bed. It's like, no, wait, if you're going to meet somebody at a traffic light and go and have sex with them, you keep condoms in you know, a location that's cool, dry, and out of the heat, not in your wallet, not in your glove box. Right. But you have them on the ready if you're going to do that, and that way you don't have an excuse. Right, and you know how to put them on without uh, destroying the mood. Right. Because, uh, let's face it, you, know, you hear a lot of people say, Oh, make it a playful game where she helps you find the condom and that kind of stuff. This is ridiculous. A man and a woman, when they're together, especially if they haven't been together before, they want to 
they don't want too much downtime before because the woman could really come to her senses and just say, this is a ridiculous idea. I, I know how a lot of guys think, especially a lot of guys who listen to this show. They got to get the condom on and they want to have sex before, uh, you know, before their mom barges in, before the woman comes to her senses. And this is why you must be able to put it on quickly and cleanly. You know what I mean? You, you, you got to drill. You need to invent that thing. The six shooter. The Corolla loader. Yes, the Corolla loader. This is where, you know, if, if one flies off across the room, uh, you, it has another one. It's a quick change thing. It's like uh, those old, uh, my friend had a bong that had like a six-shooter on it. You could fill, you really committed to marijuana, by the way, when you have a bong. And it actually had a sliding thing at the end where you could load like six bowls into this thing, pop one, slide it to the next, pop. It was, it was, uh, he was the uh, Remington of uh, marijuana smoker. But, but not an addict. Oh, oh, no. Of course not. No. Oh, yeah. no Marijuana's not, not addictive, you know. Of course no, not. No, no, no. Please. You, you know what's sad? I want to throw this out there that uh, two teens contract HIV every hour of every day. AIDS is, is that leading, worldwide or nationally? That's national. Oh, my goodness. AIDS is the leading cause of death among Americans, ages 25 to 44. And so that's a real scary statistic. So I want to throw that out there. You know, just bring it up. And what do you guys think? All right, I hate to go on rants all the time, but I, I remember when this whole uh, because you were a junkie for a while, right, That's Gretchen? Right, I was a dope fiend. Get it right. Right, all right. I mean, a, a doper, a, a dope, dope fiend. fiend. Sorry, fiend. you're right. all right. Okay. And and I remember when this whole clean needle exchange or what whatever they presented this idea uh, late eighties, eighty seven, eighty eight, or something like that. Oh, they decided yeah. uh, let's let's give the junkies clean needles, yeah. and somebody stamped it out. Right. What do you think about that? I think that actually, well, I know that now it's back. It's back in full force. Uh, Los Angeles County was actually declared a state of emergency where um, police departments were told to look the other way. They have needle exchanges going on in different areas. There's one down in South Central. There's one in Hollywood. There's one in the San Fernando Valley. Tarzana Treatment Center does it where they're... The police are instructed to look the other way, and they're giving out clean needles for protection. And actually, the risk... Our, the rate of infection is dropping. Uh -huh. It is dropping. It is working. It's happening. Good. So. The big yes. controversy in 87, we didn't have any statistics. We didn't have anything to back it up. So we got the government in 91 to do one of their studies. It would fill this building full of paper because of the way governments do studies. It was done in Seattle. It showed no increase in drug use. Yes. No increase in drug yes. use and a decrease in HIV among Thank the Thank you. And then we send this thing to Pete Wilson, and Pete Wilson wants to get the money from the conservatives, and he vetoes this bill in California that would have made it legal. He's yes. done it several times. And, and listen. Uh, We've got the numbers. We've got the stats. Yes, and he should it's be brought up on manslaughter charges for this, quite honestly. This is ridiculous. Uh, sorry, recoculous. I knew it back in 87. I was a schlub who was swinging a hammer for a living, and I had sense enough to know. I didn't know anybody with uh, HIV. I, I was not a. Um, I was not an intravenous drug user. I was not gay, at least uh, during the weekdays. And I had no other knowledge other than just plain common sense. This is a very infectious disease. It is getting spread through people who are using uh, syringes, who are sharing syringes. We must get them clean syringes and try to keep it at bay so that it does not spread into the heterosexual community at least as quickly. And uh, God damn, this government had to come in and, and throw common sense right out the window, get the Bible involved and all these uh, a-hole Republicans and start looking at uh, re-election next year. And meanwhile, God knows how many more people have AIDS because of this decision. So I hope you people who are in any way involved with this decision back in 87 uh, just uh, all get hit by trucks.
I really do. Would this be a good time to profess my love for Adam over yeah, this issue? I, re- I really do. I'd like these people to be held responsible. Who, who knows how many people were infected? And I'm not talking about the junkies. I'm talking about the junkie who got it and then had sex with somebody and it trickled all the way down to your daughter or your son. You are responsible. All right? And next time one of these things comes around, think twice. Please. All right. Zach? Wow. I broke a sweat there. 23, wow. you're on Loveline. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. I got a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, my wife, is. Uh, she's got a, a bacterial infection in the, in the nether region, as it were. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's, she's got some medication to take care of it. This is actually her second one within a three-month period. And just being the, the curious person that I am, I kind of want to know how these things happen. And I really wasn't satisfied with, uh, with the answer her doctor gave, which she just sort of shrugged it off and said, they're yeah. v- they're very common. These things happen. They're very common. They just happen sometimes spontaneously. We're not talking. Are we talking about yeast thing? Well, we're talking about. Well, let me break it down. I mean, some of it's yeast, and yeast can again just happen. Happen to changes in somebody's stress level or dietary levels, or if they've been ill or on an antibiotic, they can get a yeast infection. That's a vaginal infection. They can get uh, colon bacteria actually from the anal region can migrate in there and cause infection. <laughs> we we got to put a border up around the uh, around the crotch there, and uh, that that's another the part of, of my uh, political campaign. Infection. Some women get uh, gardnerella, that sort of vaginal infection, which can occur spontaneously. It also can be a sexually transmitted disease. You can get trichomonas, which typically is a sexually transmitted disease. I mean, th- these are limited to the vagina. Most of them are either spontaneous or sort of spread in. And uh, and most of them are not sexually transmitted necessarily. Okay. So what what are some of the more common uh, uh, methods of contamination? I guess if it's not sexual. As I said, it's spontaneous. It just happens. Yeah, let it me tell you occurs. something. The vagina does not need an excuse to go on the fritz. It's, it's a it, very it delicate really does. environment. It's very that, delicate. That, that if the if the the flora in there is disturbed in any way, even using a new condom, can disturb it in such a way that uh, can cause a certain bacteria to overgrow. It's like a, a Jaguar. These, uh, It's like a, a bad European sports car, the vagina. Hey, when it's going, it's going, but it's, there's a lot of time in the shop. High maintenance. Whereas uh, my penis, uh, it's like a, uh, a, a Pinto. It just keeps, well, no, wait a minute, it doesn't explode. It's like my, it's like a Toyota wagon or something. It just uh, put a little gas in and let it go. A VW bug. Yeah, it just okay. keeps going. And if something, God forbid, goes wrong, I'll fix it. <laughs> I'll do it at home. I got enough parts, Zach. Yeah. Do you th- uh, why? Do you think she was fooling around on you? No, no. I just wondered if uh, if yeah, if maybe Canilingus uh, uh, could have anything to do with it. Can anything? Or, uh, Almost you know, anything. Or, or hygiene on my part. I mean, I'd like to think I'm I'm pretty clean. Very but. unlikely. Very unlikely. You got a mustache comb? No. Okay. No facial hair. Okay. All right. Sometimes it's good to have a mustache comb anyway. He's not laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, uh, all the listeners are not uh, as, as enamored with me as, you, as the two of you are, I, I must say. <laughs> Brendan, 14, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Okay, um, I was just going to make a comment about um, how condoms are are meant to prevent from sperm passing through, but they're really not meant for to protect from AIDS passing through. Because um, recently I went through the sexual education course, and I was really disturbed because it was only a two-week course and really not enough time to teach all the kids um, everything they really need to know about how to protect themselves. So I did some research and I put together a booklet and I want to pass it out to the teens in my community. 
And when I was looking through the research, I found out that um, the editor of Rubber Chemistry and Technology even released a statement a few years ago saying that condoms are not meant to protect from AIDS, especially because an AIDS virus is almost 500 times smaller than a micro microscopic sperm, and there is sperm leakage um, even with the regular use of condoms. All right. Well, Brandon, let them address that. Okay, thanks. Okay, we're talking, um, one of the big issues we have with here is lambskin condoms. Huh? We, I'm sorry, with, I can't really hear you. With lambskin condoms, we do acknowledge that uh, lambskin condoms do are a very porous material, easily block sperm, but can quite easily let HIV, which is, like you said, a very small... This, no, I know what he's referring to. There's some, some of the sort of... Uh, engineering folks who work in latex and rubber technology were concerned about the potential there being pores. But, Brandon, this was basically scientifically shot down. Really? Yeah. Was he uh, just trying to uh, not be liable? I mean, no, no, is there this was, a, there like was, a disclaimer? No, there was concern about the, 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 the structure right. of the rubber or the latex right. and, the, and that it was studied extensively because for 10 years we've been saying this is the way to go and all of a sudden there was concern by people who study the, the structure of latex that it may not be appropriate and it was restudied and, and came out fine. And that's where some of the people have always jumped on the polyurethane condom right. bandwagon. That, that, that saying, was when the polyurethane came on strong. It was about two years yeah, ago. Yeah, and they said, gee, these have, these are, it's a totally non-porous, chemically man-made, manufactured thing with, you know, now if we can make sure all the seams are sealed, we're in great shape with that. I was worried that the people that were coming out against latex were people who were beginning to invest in the polyurethane, well, which I think go. is what it was. Brendan. Yeah. So you made your own pamphlet and distributed yeah, I'd like, it? I'm gonna, I plan on talking to the district to see if I can you know, pass it out to teens, like 8th grade through 12th grade. Right, but you may have some bogus information on that. Yeah, that's, yeah I just want to, I want to verify some stuff, too. Yeah. Um, okay. Can I kick I Brandon know, over is, is it true that they test condoms by putting water in it and then seeing if water leaks out? Well, what they do, Brandon, is actually they, uh, to get FDA approved, the condom has to blow up to 60 times its size, mm -hmm. which if you could ever see this experiment done, you'd sit there and go, uh, wow, for these guys who say condoms don't fit, these things are like you know, a foot in diameter and about four feet long. The condom's got to be able to blow up that big to be marketed in the U.S. And how often do they test them? I mean, do they, do, they don't do each and every condom that goes into every, a package, every do they? Uh, no, they do lot testing. Right. What they do is they take a certain number take out a, of each thousand, and right. they test those to make sure the quality levels are there. And each time a manufacturer changes the formula in any way, they have to resubmit it for oh. testing. Can you imagine that job blowing up those condoms, Drew? But Tough. You know, oh, the rings around your uh, lips and whatnot. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, Brandon... You're great in that you're concerned about teens and sex here in L.A., and there's an organization called the Pure Education Program of are, L.A. Are you in L.A.? I don't know he's in L.A. Oh. Yeah, right. I'm in L.A. Okay. okay. Just for those of you in L.A., those teenagers who want to get involved in this, there's a great organization called the Pure Education Program of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. 213. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Okay. 937. Oh, this is great. Yeah. I think Brendan's great. You are so cool. Yeah. Thank you. You, you just keep 937 937-0766. The woman who runs it is Wendy Arnold. She's one of the greatest women in the world. Mm -hmm. And call her and say, I want to be involved. And you, this woman will blow you away, by the way. Um, she's a powerhouse. All right, but, Brandon. Uh, that's okay, right. And anybody else? I just, I, just I, I don't want to send out bogus information. I just want to know if that, um, there was a study done by UCLA in 1992. And they tested, like, 20 condoms. Um, and, they, and they said that, like, the study showed that, like, some of the condoms, you know, they, excuse me. All right. They did, um. Mom. Brandon. Yeah, I know. Um, but um, like some condoms, they didn't they didn't leak, and they were like in the ninety four percent range. But like some, can I say brands on the air? Brandon. Yeah. Consumer Reports put out a, a series of reports uh, that followed a lot of this stuff, 
And indeed, some of them were at a substantially higher failure rate than others. Right. And, and, and the UCLA study was stolen, apparently, and they didn't want the information to get out. It was one of their lab techs apparently published this information, so they wouldn't even stand behind it after it finally got out. We are uh, late for a commercial break, Brennan, so we got to let you go. Okay, I need, uh, can I get that phone number again? Oh, for sure. Christ's sake. Sorry, 213-937-0766. You got it? Keep yeah, it up, sorry. Brendan. Uh, Brendan. Bye-bye. Brendan. Yeah. One thing. Don't spend so much time working on this that you don't get a little nooky once in a while, all right? I can, I can use a condom. Lee, I'm seeing his sexual career flash before my eyes. Um, Brendan's uh, going to be uh, 35, uh, still a virgin, and working on this three-page age pan- pamphlet. All right, so just go get some and uh, be protected. Thank you. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Love line. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Sitting here with Gretchen Adams and Jim Veliket. These two have HIV. They're here to talk about uh, National Condom Week and uh, HIV and AIDS in general. And uh, if you have any questions regarding that topic, we uh, certainly will entertain them tonight. All right. Now, Yes, that is a good one, Drew. Jay, 20, you're on Loveline. Yes, hi. Um, Adam, you're awesome, man. And Dr. Drew, yeah. um, you're my role model. Well, thank you. And, uh, but uh, my question is for Jim and Gretchen. Yes. Um, for some time now, um, I've really been interested in volunteering in, uh, in um, AIDS, um, the AIDS field, and I've been really procrastinating because, you know, I really didn't know what to do. And my question is, um, what type of volunteering opportunities are there, and uh, how do I get started in doing that, or who do I contact? Um, how old are you? I'm 20. And what kind of volunteering do you want to do? Working with people with HIV, doing education? No, no, I'm, I'm interested in volunteering. Well, I mean, uh, there's, what kind? there's like Oh, what kind? Um, so research, much. or um, at a clinic, or um, anything. I just want to know what type of opportunities are there. I mean, what can I do? Okay. So I can uh, like, search into it and maybe... Uh, how about Project Angel Food? Project Angel Food's awesome. Um, and that's one I number I don't have memorized. Project Angel Food, numbers well, in Hollywood. Well, well a lot of these be and, in, the, uh, yeah, in yeah. the directory. Yeah. Where are you calling from, Jay? Um, Riverside. Oh, okay. Riverside. Yeah. Okay. They have uh, Project Devil's Food out there mm-hmm. where the kids sit home and yeah. bake. <laughs> 
But out there, call the call the AIDS project that's out there in. Just call them up and say, "What's your general volunteer thing?" I mean, I'll, I'll speak from experience. Here. There's I, I a program here that's got. T- I do have the number. Okay. I hate to uh, butt right in, ahead. but uh, through the magic of technology and the uh, pointy fingers of Ann, I have the phone number. I'm guessing that is two one three, eight four five. 1800. How about other? There's pretty much. I've also. Hold I've, on, Drew. 845 1800. Oh, it, it, this is in the Riverside area? No, listen, it's 213. Oh, okay. You may have to drive. Let oh. me explain uh, the volunteering. Sometimes you have to leave the house. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. I've wondered do most cities have AIDS Project like uh, sports centers? Um, not in most cities, but most areas. Like we've got uh, up near Lancaster, there's, there's a. But I mean, this should, we're, we're talking to people tonight yeah. all over the country. Okay. Right, and so they they could just call AIDS Project in their vicinity. You if you live in Minneapolis, if you live in Atlanta, if you live in Washington D.C., they could call the outside the national hotline number to get referrals, referrals to oh. for places. And there's so many volunteer opportunities from hospice care to pet care to, you know, uh, cleaning houses right. to working in a clinic to stuffing condom bags the to pets whatever. Pets don't have HIV, do they? No, but for people who have pets that have HIV that I, maybe can't feed their dog or walk, walk the dog. dog. Or, right. or but one of the one, another good thing, and this this comes into the disease in our country. I was just kidding, by the way. Started started in the gay community, and so subsequently, most of our organizations are affiliated in some way with a gay community. Person doesn't need to be gay, but they could call their local gay and lesbian center and say, "How could I get involved?" Volunteering. Most communities have a gay and lesbian center. Uh, they're almost all over the United States. There's going to be something near the local large city that they're closest to, um, and just call them and say, "Give me a referral to who." Oh, gay. really? So I, I mean, I just call them, and I mean. Don't know what to do, and they're yeah. used to dealing with people that are sort of throwing themselves on the mercy. Yeah, and saying, "What can I do? I want to be involved." I mean, that's what yeah. Gretchen and I do. That's fine. They're not going to laugh at you. They're yeah, not going to so yell at will, you. They will welcome you with open arms. Okay, okay, Jay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, there's a good lad there, uh, Jay. I was a uh, Catholic big brother, you know. George. Yeah. Thirty-two. Yes, I enjoy your program when I get a chance to listen. Uh, I'm. I have a question for Doctor Drew. Are you? familiar with the skin disorder or should I say skin disease that's called lichen planus I'm familiar with it uh, you was talking about Accutane a few weeks back yeah that they use on acne patients right well that's what they gave me for the skin disorder right. do you have it in your mouth too I did at the time yeah I okay. did you can probably guess everywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> and gone after about three, three and a half months of 60 milligrams a day. Prednisone or Accutane? Accutane. Yeah. I had prednisone, Puva. Yeah. Then they was talking about injections of uh, cortisone. So they, they must have biopsied these lesions, yes? Yes. Okay. Now, my problem is, is I have, since taking the Accutane, I have very brittle nails. Sure. They have dimples in them. Sure. They have lines in them like you'd cut with a knife sure. or a razor sure. blade. Sure, sure, sure. Are they sure that's the uh, Accutane and not the the uh, skin disorder? Nobody can give me an answer. Mm. And uh, when was the last time you were biopsied? Uh, about a year and a half ago. How does what does this skin disorder like, look it's, like? It's, it's usually sort of what they call violations or purple patches or plaques. Yeah, if you take and, a, I guess you could say if you take a ringworm and you closed it in, it's a purple. Change, yeah, change yeah. the color a little and bit. And the classic, the classic finding is lace-like pattern on the inner cheek. Right, and the, if you pull your cheek back, you feel a little lace-like white thing there. Well, and uh, and it itches oftentimes. Oh yes. <laughs> and uh, I, what you know, I, the, the nail problem you're describing is typical of psoriasis, and mm-hmm. it makes me wonder if your diagnosis is correct. Uh, but certainly, many other disorders can do the same thing. I, 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 
don't be surprised that you get skin, excuse me, nail changes when you have skin disease. That just goes hand in hand. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was the Accutane. But on the other hand, because... don't be surprised when you have nail changes when you're on medication. So I don't, I'm don't. i not sure anybody could tell you for sure. Why your nails? I mean, why are they so affected by your skin diseases or it's, this it's medication part... for your skin diseases? Well, uh, the nails are nails and hair are affected by any medication. It's it's a rapidly turning over cells, you know. That, so so things cells that are dividing are affected by whatever's in your system. Uh huh. And the, so it can show up in terms of the ridges or the or the dimpling or the spooning or the the pitting, as he describes. Your is, hair can fall out. Your hair can band. Your hair can do all kinds of things too. Is there a way to improve the nail quality? Uh, if it's the medication, get off the medication. Uh, I'll I've been off of it for. Uh, probably a year. George, so. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. What's that? Well, we really shouldn't be um, handling nail questions, but I'm <laughs> going to put you on hold. I want to talk. I want you to talk to uh, Ann, uh, Lisa, or Sherry because okay. uh, it seems to be seems to me that a good part of their life is spent uh, discussing nails <laughs> and well, or true, uh, doing nails. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're really the, the cuticle pushers. But I, and I would say go back to your dermatologist and reconsider the diagnosis and talk to them about it, okay? They, they really, but I'm guessing we have experts here in the nail department. Right. Please, talk to George. Give him some tips. So to speak. Hey, you ladies really should open a salon. You really should. Talk to George, Ann. You're, you're in quite a way tonight, Ann. <laughs> hey, I, this is not a put-down. I'm saying they're oh, experts yeah. in this field of nails. It's a fast-growing and very important... Uh, okay. <laughs> Katie, 17, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I was calling... Um, I'm bisexual. I've been bisexual for, you know, like two years. And um, now I'm, I've been working at this place for about a year. And I started having a friendship with someone there that's like 23. And now... I'm totally, like, infatuated with her, but she's, like, very straight, and I don't know if I, you know, if she should even go about telling her or if I was to tell her how should I go about doing it. I mean, like, for Valentine's, I gave her this little secret pal card and stuff like that, and so I don't know what else I can do yeah. or if I should do anything. Se- what do you get with the secret pal card? I gave her, like, a Valentine that, you know, that said secret pal, so that way, you know, mm-hmm. she didn't know who it was from. Does she know it's you, though? No, she didn't. Okay, and uh, you say she's very straight. Yeah. All right, that's it. I mean, straight is straight. It's it's like women who go after gay men. You're not going to change who they are. Yes. They be, they remain unavailable to you. Straight is as straight does, as uh, my or, mother or if used you, to tell or me. Or if you, if you force that person into some kind of relationship, you're just really upping the ante in terms of your disappointment and your hurt. Yeah, you may be you might be able to get a straight person to bend a little bit on a weekend if you get them loaded, but I mean eventually they're going to snap back into that orthopedic position and you're not going to get any and you're going to be disappointed. Well, Katie, work on uh, work on the lesbians, please. But she, I mean, the thing is she used to like do that kind of things like back when she was in high school and now, you know, she, she's Oh, she did have experiences with yeah. her. All right, but uh, maybe she saw the error in her ways or something, and she's uh, now on the uh, straight and narrow. So pardon the pun. Yeah, I mean, if you you said she was very straight, and that seems like a waste of time to me. If she's not very straight, then uh, make your make your yeah. Uh, Find someone who's got a little kink in them and uh, work on them. Although you know, if she did a little experimenting in the past, perhaps she'd be up for a little exper- experimentation now. But uh, Katie looks like she wants a relationship, and ultimately. Mm-hmm. Would be disappointed. Jarrett. Adam, how's it going out there? Hey, Jarrett. Yeah, no, right. That's, Who yeah. is this? Who? It's Jarrett. Jarrett, yeah. 
Hey, what's it going? Hey, Adam. Good, I think Jerry, you're going yeah. somewhere. What's that? I say you're going somewhere. This is going to be called Love Line. They're going to call it the Adam Carolla Show. Hey, thanks, Jerry. You're, hey, you think throwing a hammer around 10 years ago was, you know, was cheesy. You, you wait, and you're going to look back on this, and it isn't going to be anything for you. That's right. <laughs> I will learn to loathe this show as, as I did my construction career. Hey, man, you're my all-time fan. And I'll look at, I'll look at Drew as just like a drunken foreman, and, and, and Ann is like an abusive supervisor. This will oh, be great. yeah, we'll be ready for the next host. I'm a painter out here in Arizona. I've done a lot of construction work, and I've seen carpenters, and I know you're kind. I know right where you're coming from. All right, Jer. Hey, but I, my, my question's for Drew. Um, Drew, you know, when I, when I have uh, an erection, not while I'm having intercourse, but uh, it seems like semen or sperm comes out of my penis continuously. Like it, you know, like I'll soil myself. You guys are talking about that right. dollar size. It's called an orgasm. Is, that, no, Jim, well, you've been talking about the pre-com issue. Right. It's just something people don't address often. Right, listen, we, we have normal? to. Jared, yes. It's normal. Jared, the Very penis normal. is fine. We have to go to break. Yes, sir. But don't worry. We'll put you on hold. We'll come back and we'll get into this uh, pre Pre-com. 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 Right. Lubricating. Pre-ejaculate, pre-seminal fluid. But the, pre-seminal fluid. It could, could it be called pre-semen? Uh, yes. Well, same thing. Yes. Seminal fluid, semen. Okay. It's a normal occurrence. All right. In all men. Yes, it's the... Uh, Some more than others. It is Can I get the, another comment in for the guys when we come back? Yes. Thanks. All right, Jared. Uh, stay put. Uh, stay away from the pre-semen, and we'll be back. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace the across is very town in a one bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love Line will be right back. Hi, everybody. It's Kathy Lee Gifford. And this week on Kathy Lee and Company, two of the funniest people literally on the planet. First, it's the sharp-witted Dennis Miller. And then a man whose comic art form specializes in creating some of the most uncomfortably compelling characters we've ever seen, including his latest Netflix hero, Derek, whom I just love. And I'm crazy about the one and only Ricky Gervais at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. That is Dr. Drew. Gretchen and Jim are here with us tonight. And uh, tomorrow, kitties, is uh, National Condom Week. So um, uh, celebrate that in your own unique and uh, intimate way. Whatever that means to you. But tomorrow kicks it off. And then uh, I'm guessing it goes... uh, Is it because it coincides with Valentine's Day? Right. Yeah, they thought it would be kind of clever. Right. Right. Yeah, Groundhog's Day would be yeah. kind of a weird message to send the kids. Yeah, right. And it then goes uh, all the way uh, through the weekend and comes all the way back until uh, the 21st. Friday again. Right. So it's an entire week. All I, right. I just thought it was symbolic that it, they picked the middle of February because if you don't participate nine months from now is Labor Day. Ah. That's good. That was good. It's <laughs> uh, very apropos. All right. Uh we got a call here? We're talking to Jarrett. Oh, Free that's time. right. Yes. Right. Remembering me, Drew. You almost got rid of me. Yes, Jarrett. Hey, Adam, I'll feel better if you tell me, do you experience the pre-semen? No. 
No, not a dribbler. Just tell him yes. Just tell him you do. No, Make I really. Feel yeah, I just want to know. Like you say, it's normal. It's all right. I guess it's all right. It doesn't really bother me. I just want to know how many people experience it because my girlfriend said that you know she hasn't experienced it that much. I, I but, think most. Most, if not all, men have some degree of this at some time. I really don't. Wait I think a minute. I've just gone heavy. But yeah, you just have a heavier flow, so you notice it more. The, the natural purpose of it, of course, is like if you go. I, I, I speak in high schools a lot, and I have to explain pre-cum, pre-seminal fluid, to the kids, and they're like, "What is that?" And the best way that we do it is when you go to the water slides, think of yourself as a sperm, and all that water is pre-cum. Basically, pre-cum lubricates the inside of your urethra so that your sperm gets all the way down to the bottom and makes it out. And so that's what it is. Everybody produces it. But some people, so, you know what? Some guys get the slightest twinge of a heart on, and they're, you know, they're staining themselves. That's me. And some guys, and some guys don't. Well, that's, it's really, it's really like salivating. Exactly. I mean, it really is. I mean, I swear to God, I was, uh, I was walking through a supermarket the other day, and I was really hungry, and I was walking through like the cookie section, and I felt myself salivating, like you know, like a cartoon. I really felt it in my mouth, and I thought to myself, "What is this about?" And then I realized, well, you start salivating because you think you're going to eat, and you need the saliva to eat your food. Right. And so it's like uh, something's happening pretty soon. You're around it, and again, if it's like going down the cookie aisle is uh, akin to watching uh, a porn movie, I right. guess, and. It, you're getting to this point when you're going to actually uh, need this stuff, and so we're gonna we're just gonna you know, turn on the knob a few minutes early. Right. I, however, <clears throat> even though I do salivate quite heavily, do not get to pre cum. Uh, I could I could watch I could I could sit in a strip club and close the place down with a with an erection for nine or ten hours straight. You could take a small dab of a tissue paper, the kind you use when you nick yourself. Uh, shaving, stick it right to the end of my penis. It would it would it would fall like a rock. Right down to the floor. The important thing out of pre-cum that we need to remind people of, Chris. Sperm. Is it has sperm. It, it may contain sperm, but more importantly, and there's actually a greater chance of this fact in light of national it economy. HIV. There's a very good chance it could contain HIV. And we recommend that people, if you're engaging in oral sex, be aware that there may be. And I've actually, I actually counsel several gentlemen who have been infected with HIV. Oral they, sex only. Not oral sex only. They know they got it from pre-cum. They know they got it from pre. Uh, are you guys talking much about in your education doing about hepatitis? Hepatitis kills seven thousand Americans. Yeah, a I know year. it's huge. Hepatitis C is going to be giant. Yeah. Uh, once H- HIV becomes a chronic illness, it seems to me H- H- hepatitis C is going to be the next big story. Yeah. Hepatitis is even more infectious than HIV in yeah. a lot of ways. Well, at least B and, is. And, B and, certainly right. is. But and, uh, and people don't talk about it. I bring it up a lot. People got to get vaccinated. I have my kids yeah. vaccinated. The oh, you first do. Month well, how come Drew had to bring it up an hour and a half into this show? Because <laughs> this is an HIV show. Uh huh. So yeah. there. Oh, now well, what? I'm going to check the schedule because okay. okay. <laughs> you know, people say they see they see. Oh, if I see blood on the counter, I'm worried about getting AIDS from it. Well, no, HIV is a very delicate virus. But actually, if you see some dried blood or something, uh, hepatitis B can be in there for two, three days. Get reconstituted and get you. Alfonso, nineteen. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Um, my problem is uh, I'm joining the military. I ship out in April. Uh, but the, my girlfriend is not really too happy about this, of course, because we do have to separate. She's not my spouse. Um, How long are you separating for? Uh, four years for, for the full for, enlistment term. For four years? Yes. We, okay, so you're ending the relationship. It's bas- yes, it's basically shooting it to 
heaven and back. All right, so uh, it's understandable that she'd be upset. I, I suggest you you end as soon as possible and give her an opportunity to to get over it I and mean, have she, sex with some of your friends I mean, before how, you how, actually ship out. How painful for her to have to still remain in a relationship with you, knowing that a certain date you're just not going to be there. Where are you going that you cannot maintain this relationship? Uh, basic training will be in uh, Missouri, and uh, I'll be going to school in Arizona. And after that, it's the Army's discretion. So I'm not, a, I'm not even sure where I'm going. Right. Yeah, um, you'll be at some whorehouse in Singapore, I'm sure. And you don't, you don't want to get married. Um, uh, my, my question is: Is there anything I can do besides ending the relationship that I could? Uh, you can get married. Oh well, that's not. He doesn't uh, want to do that. Okay. No, neither of us are ready for that. Then you need to end this relationship now. That's the easiest thing to do. It's not. There is nothing going to make it easy. It's going to be very difficult for both of you, and especially difficult. It sounds like for your girlfriend, but to drag it out with the knowledge that she, you're you're going and you're absolutely are going to leave at a certain date, uh, unnecessarily cruel punishment. Yeah, it's it's painful to have that axe uh, looming over her head that way. Even if sort Uncle of, Sam is real Damocles. Yes. Who? Okay. Alfonso. Yes. You're just going to have to uh, tell her as, as simply as you can that uh, it's time to move on. I mean, that you are, in fact, moving on and, and that you don't want the pain of dragging it out. I mean, what can you do? What are you asking us? I'm just uh, wondering if um, there's anything I can do to... No, just be a man about it and, and, and give her as much dignity as possible. Don't leave her, uh, you know, with a bad taste in her mouth. Don't l make her feel like it was her fault, so on and so forth. Yep. Or, uh, or uh, do what I've done, which is fake your own death. Oh, that's why you keep encouraging me to do that. Yes. How many, times have, way. You, how many times have you done that? Oh, hundreds. I'll, I'll, hundreds of times. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll get out of it just a, just a two-week relationship by faking my own death. Wow. It's great. I have uh, one friend that always shows up crying to what? their to their workplace. Usually, what's your real name? You see, Drew. There are people listening. I can't get into it. Please, Drew, stop playing along. I'm so tired. I hate it when you play along. You know why I hate it when you play along? Because then I have to continue. Drew, Drew. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fourteen. You're on Love Line. Yeah. Um. Yesterday I found out that I'm pregnant and I am only 14 and I do not know what to do. Um, I'm not even going out with this guy. My parents don't know. I just don't know what to do. And I'm, yeah, basically. Okay. And uh, who is this guy? Um, well, he's been a friend of mine for a long time. And How old is he? He's 17. And I just turned 14 yesterday. What, what do you want to do with this? What do I want to do with what? The pregnancy. I want to keep what? it. I mean, I, I cannot, but I want an abortion, okay. but I don't know what to do. Why don't you go get an abortion? Wh what state are you in? I'm in California, San Diego. Why don't you call Planned Parenthood or, or <clears throat> any other family planning? You're at 14. You can go do this. You can? Yeah. When can't you? Thirteen? No, but don't you have to have an adult with you? No, not, not if my if I, and I've looked at this dad a long time. But last time I talked to Planned Parenthood, 14 was a cutoff. Is that not right? No, no, I'm agreeing with you. 14. At 14, you can go in and, and uh, have everything done confidentially. Yeah, and my best friend's mom just had a, a miscarriage, and I told her about this because she's, you know, she's really cool. She doesn't really care. She, like, was supportive of me, but um, my mom's going to kill me if she finds out. Well, didn't you, but did, you, did you hear what Drew just told you? Yeah. You can go by yourself. What did he just tell you? To go to Planned Parenthood. And what would happen? 
I could get an abortion. Without them telling anybody. All right. Okay. Okay, thank you. I think you. the real problem here, though, is you're scared to do anything without without the help of your family. Yeah, and should I and tell it, him or before I get I, it? I or? think, it, you know, you need as much support as you can possibly get. And if you can possibly bring yourself to tell your family, I suspect they will rally behind you and it would help you a great deal to deal with this, whatever it is you decide to do. I, I am basically anti-abortion myself, uh, but I don't want to, you know, you have that available these days. And uh, yeah, certainly this is a circuit. Right yeah, uh, he, you know. This guy, yeah. you know, write this guy off. But listen, Drew, uh, here's the situation. You'll take care of this. You'll get over this, and you will be fine. I, I guarantee it. But here's what I want to do. I, I just want to make sure that this doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? Make sure you know the guy. Make sure he's into a relationship. With you. Use a condom. Okay. Always use latex condoms. What? Is that yeah, what that's I was giving of? you the cue card. Yes, yeah, so uh, <laughs> use any condom. Yes, yeah, so use a mule skin condom at this point, uh, Drew. But use protection. Okay. This, this, I guarantee this will happen again if you don't, and uh, you will rebound, and you'll 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 take care of it, and you'll be a stronger person down the road. All right, Drew. Okay, thank you. All right, good luck, Adam. There's a great statistic that just came out today, just in <clears> just on the news tonight, that in the United States, 14 percent of our teenagers get pregnant. Of, that's number one in the world of developed nations. Yeah. The next nation is Britain at 7%. Half of what we've got. Really? We're, yeah. We're like, we're number one by a mile. I heard, I read somewhere that something like 30% of the babies born in this country are born to teenagers. I heard that just the other Think day. Think about that. Just one, the other day. What, that means one out of three children in, the, in this country are going to be messed up. Because you cannot, cannot be raised by teenagers and yeah. be adequately raised. And uh, this, uh, to me, should be the number one issue of this uh, country. Because uh, because you, you talk about crime, you talk about unemployment, you talk about pollution. They're, they're all... They're all manifested from from this particular problem. Yeah. Too many people having uh, too many other people, and they can't take care of them. And it's just such a burden on the country. I mean, it's such a burden on every system that we have in place. I mean, we have a system that's meant to help a certain number number of people, and it is a small number of people, unfortunately. I mean, the welfare system, the health care system, the prison system, and all the drug addicts and all the rehab things and, and HIV and everything, yeah. what you guys are doing. I mean, we have these systems in place. God bless these systems, but they're only, I mean, they're all bare bones operations. They're, they're meant to handle... Uh, they're not meant to handle half the society. They're meant right. to handle a very small portion. And the more of these people that we churn out, the more we filter into these systems and the stronger, the you know, the higher the burden on these systems. I right. say this is the number one issue. Everyone wear a condom. I'm going to eat one right now. <laughs> and we'll be back. The voices are trying to throw me off while they're... While I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Loveline will be right back. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitzdog Radio, right here on Podcast One. Join me and my guests, people like Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm, Corolla, Hardwick, Rogan, everybody. Track my rage against middle age. Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One. All right. 
And uh, we're way out of show, but Robbie has been on hold for 128 minutes, uh, Drew just pointed out. Robbie. Hi. Oh, we love you. Thank you. We have no time for you. But listen, Drew will talk to you off the air. Okay. And he will uh, deal with your uh, rash between your thighs. All right. All right? Okay. All right? Okay. God bless you. 128 minutes. That is dedication. Gretchen, Jim, thank you very, very much for coming out and uh, educating us and our listeners tonight. Thanks for letting us be here. Thank you very much. Again, uh, National Condom Week uh, begins uh, right now, actually. So uh, kick it off by uh, spreading uh, condom uh, awareness wherever you can. Whip one out. And uh, I want to thank the beautiful Lisa, the beautiful Sherry, the Angular One producer, Ann, for producing the show tonight. And the one that wonder engineer, Mike. And until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily. Limo service for Loveline guests provided by Fox Limousine. And it certainly wasn't for me. Loveline producer, Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Ubu. Ubu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.